0: journey of being pregnant and bringing children into the world is a challenging one. Imagine what it's like for a mum who is disabled in a wheelchair and on her own. This week on First Time Mums Chat I'm speaking with transformational and empowerment mindset coach Shanice Green who has brought up two amazing children whilst being wheelchair bound and with neurological conditions. You'll hear Shanice talk about Her unique experiences a mum and the importance of parenting your way and learning to adapt to your unique environment and needs. Why you must believe in yourself, learning not to take on board other people's judgments and not allow them to disempower you and how you can encourage and condition your little ones from an early age to develop a level of independence and so, so much more. I'm Helen Thompson and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm a child care educator and baby massage instructor and know that being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged mainly from 4 weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. To find out how Baby Massage can help you to increase your confidence and feel more connected with your baby, check out My Baby Massage introduction video at mybabymassage.net. Forward slash intro. Let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Shanice and welcome to First Time Bumps Chat. I'm thrilled to be speaking with you today and to hear all about your experiences. Bringing up your kids with your disability. Can you start by telling us about you and your background?
1: Okay, so I'm Shanice. I am 28 years of age, 29 in a few weeks. I have two amazing children. I am in a wheelchair. I have neurological conditions. I've been in a wheelchair since I was about 10. And through life, I have had nearly 19 surgeries. I think that's where we're at. I kind of lost count. And being a parent and becoming a mum has taught me so much. I wouldn't be in the job that I'm in now. I am a transformational and empowerment mindset coach and a disability advocate. I wouldn't even thought to do anything like that. At the age of 18, being told, there's not much more we can do for you. It put a rocket up my backside. My children need me and I need to do something about it. But I think with parenting with a disability in general, I have chronic pain as well on top of that. So mine's a little bit more of a challenge. But I think to any parent, we need to remember that not every child goes by the book. And no parenting, the way of parenting goes by the book. You could pick up your child a different way to your mum picked you up. Or the way that your friend gives their child a bottle might not be exactly the same way. But it doesn't mean it's not right. I picked up my children when they were babies in not a typical way. I used to pick them up with their baby grow or clothing, et cetera. Did it hurt them? No, it didn't. But could they get to me? Yes, they could. Were they safe? Yes, they were very safe. Mm -hmm. The way that I do my daughter's hair, because I've got weakness down my left-hand side. And the hair goes into the left hand, but there's no grip. So I grip with the right hand, and then I use my teeth to pull over the hairband or hair elastic, however you put it. But that's not a wrong way to do it. It's not a wrong way to do it. And I think as a society, people look in and judge you a lot, and... Seem to think that you have to do it one way. Like a child doesn't go by the book. Parenting doesn't go by the book. As long as your child is fed and is clean
0: and is happy. What else does a child need? Yes, it's all about adapting, as you say. You learn how to adapt. Every mum learns how to adapt with their particular child. Mm-hmm. And in your case, you've just learned to adapt even more because you just mentioned how you do your child's hair and how you pick kids up when they were babies. And I think it's just a matter of learning with each other, with your child, how you can adapt to doing this and not being, I don't know what the word is, not being negative, saying, oh, because I've got a disability, I can't do this. It's empowering yes. your disability and saying, yes, I can do this.
1: Yeah, definitely. Was there times that I felt that way, that I felt that society was judging me? Yes, I did. Did I feel at times that I judged myself because I wasn't doing it the typical or the right way that I felt? Of course, I have two children, but when I first became a mum at 18, I would be nervous to do the things that I did with my child or the way that I adapted Around other people. I -hmm. would do it in my own home, But I felt conscious of doing it around other people because they would judge me. Mm -hmm. And that's not the right way to do it. But I'm very truthful and it wasn't always plain sailing, you know. And there was a lot of times where I screamed or wanted to scream or wanted to cry, which I probably did a few times because it wasn't, I couldn't do it straight away. When you're adapting, you have to learn, okay, that bit doesn't work. Okay, let me try it this way. So there was a lot of trial and error being able to change their nappy or diaper, however you say it. It was, okay, well, I can't. Today, my pain level is an eight, So I won't be able to do how I did yesterday or how I did it earlier on because I have of course, my chronic pain on top of my disability. So being able to have the strength to lift up my child to change them would be a lot harder when my pain is a lot worse. So some days I could pick them up, change them, pretty straightforward. I've learned how to adapt, so it was a quicker process once I learned. But there was days where it took me a bit more time. And I believe that it's taught my children to have patience. Like for example, my children, they used to get their toys out to play and they had to put them away. Once they played something and they finished with it, they put it away from a very young age. And I got judged on that. From medical professionals, that's the wrong way of doing it. That's not fair on your child that they Mm. have to learn how to tidy up after themselves
0: so young. I come from a childcare background, and to me, a child at a young age, it's important that they learn to tidy up after themselves because they they learn respect, they learn understanding, (laughs) they learn that... Once they play with the toy, they have to put it away and do something else, regardless of whether you've got a disability or not. I don't see why you should be judged on that. And also, you mentioned earlier, you had your first child when you were 18. And having a child when you are 18 is a challenge in itself, regardless of what you've got. So, in my opinion, you're doing a great job as a mum. You're, you're a mum, and you're doing a fantastic job, and... I love the way that you adapt and you do all that.
1: So why should you be judged? It is very true. But as a society, people do judge. And the reason I talk up about it a lot is because to show people that actually it's not all black and white. It's not all plain sailing and easy. And you're going to have people that are going to judge you, that are going to try and make you feel disempowered. Mm. But it's about believing in yourself and believing in what you're doing is the right way to do it for you and for your Mm. child. Just because, I don't know, Sarah down the road does it one way and Joe down the road does it another way or they do it near enough the same way, it doesn't mean you do it that way. No, It doesn't mean you have to. Yeah, As long as your child is looked after, why does it matter the way Mm. that you do things? By doing it a different way, you could teach someone else. An able-bodied person could come to you and maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're a first-time parent and they're struggling and they've seen the way that you do it but actually prefer it the way that you do it, and then mm-hmm. they do it that way
0: too. Yeah, exactly. I love how you said you pick up your child. I had a picture of when you said this, when you picked up your child with the baby growler. It reminded me of how tigers and lions pick up the children to move them out of danger or to do what they've got to do they pick them up in their mouth, or they pick them up in their paws and they just move them along and I figure that's one way of doing it and it's how you learn how to do that definitely and I definitely believe that my children have a
1: lot of patience so of course once I had my second child my son he was very safe he was clean everything was fine he could see me but my daughter needed me So she would come to me and if he starts crying, I wasn't going to pick him up straight away because one, as much as it was hard for me not to ask someone else to just get him for a minute while I'm sorting my daughter out, it taught him, okay, I'm safe, I'm fine, I can see my mum, I can see where she is and I'm not actually crying for a reason, do you know what I mean? Yeah, She will come to me in a minute. So I would sort my daughter out and then I would sort my son out. But I think we beat ourselves up over the fact that, like I said, someone else would do it a different way. A baby would cry. And even though they are very safe, they are clean, they are fed, they are changed, they need to be picked up straight away. And for me, when I first became a mum, I thought that was the right way to do it. But I learned over time that that can't happen. I can't beat myself up over that because I cannot physically get to them straight away. If I am on the sofa, I have to get into my wheelchair to be able to get to them. Or if I'm in chronic pain, it's going to take me a bit more time. So it has definitely taught them patience. They know that some days it's harder for me to get out of bed. So now they're very independent, extremely independent. Sometimes, some things I have to remind them, they're eight and 10. But from a young age, from about, I would say probably about three or four, they would know that it takes me a bit more time. So they would come into me or they would wait with me. They probably went to start doing stuff, get their toys out or stuff like that. But they learn <laughs> to adapt. And they learn that it takes a bit more time, but I will be there in two minutes, but I just need to take a bit more time. You know, you're safe and you're fine.
0: If a child is crying, you don't have to go to your child instantly just because they're Mm -hmm. crying. Yes, you, you have to go to them as quickly as you are physically able. Obviously, if they've cut themselves and the blood pouring out, well, that's a different story. But I guess. If that happened and you could see that was happening and you were close to the phone, you'd call an ambulance. Well, yeah. Like what any mother (coughs) would do. They'd go and then you'd call the ambulance, you'd go to your child as soon as you could. But I think also
1: you need to remember that because of having a disability, it's how society looks at a teenage parent. Yeah they definitely can't look after their child because they're young. No, it doesn't matter. You could be young, you could be old. There's going to be good and bad in any age. And it's the same as when they look at me or they judge people with a disability because that's different. Even to this day, and my children are eight and ten, the stares that I get, oh, my gosh, did she have them? Yes, I had them. They're mine. I carried them for nine months. Things need to change and people need to be able to have the confidence inside of them to believe actually, I am doing a really good job. Yeah. Things are different and a way that I adapt is different, but that's okay. As long as my child's safe, it's fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. It took time for me to be able to know that and realize that. So if I can help any new parent or mum to be is to believe in yourself you know what's right or wrong for your child and if I can stop a parent from feeling the way that I felt when I was a first parent and worried what other people thought and beat myself up because I wasn't doing the right way then I've done my job
0: I'd just like to end on two things here. One is I'd like to say I admire all mums, whether they've got disabilities or whether they haven't, because I know how challenging it can be, but also how rewarding and wonderful it can be as well. So how can mums who are inspired by our chat find out more about and get in contact with you?
1: So you can either contact me on social, on Instagram, which is at, Shanice Will Empower or you can go to my website which is Will Empower Coaching and mm. Will is spelled as in W-H-E-E-L as in wheelchair
0: just never. So. I like that
1: yeah I am on Facebook at Will Empower Coaching or Shanice Green
0: thank you Shanice I was looking forward to this podcast with you because I think it's so inspiring to be able to talk to a mum who has gone through what you've done and how inspiring you are and also how inspiring and confident your children are. And I just like to end by saying thank you for being such an awesome mum and thank you for being here Mm, and thank thank you for being part of this first time mums community to share your journey with me. And I've really appreciated that. Thank you so much.
1: And, I think everyone should just remember, nobody is perfect, but you are perfectly yourself.
0: No one can do you better than you. Yep, I definitely agree with that. I find hearing about Shanice's life as a mum fascinating. And I have to admire her zeal and determination and what she has achieved as a parent under what can only be described as trying, testing conditions. I highly encourage you to check out Shanice's website and social media and I've included links to these in the show notes which can be found at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash 109 that's mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash 109 Is your little one suffering from colic, constipation and have problems sleeping? Baby massage may be the solution you've been looking for to help you experience less crying, less stress, and have a happier, more contented little one and household. I have created a free introduction video to baby massage that demonstrates its many wonderful benefits and how it can help both you and your little one. You can access this video by going to mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. Next week, I'm chatting with mom of two, Maria Yakimchuk, who talks about helping mums overcome the struggles of their postpartum mental health. Maria holds a master's degree in psychology, MFT focus, and is a certified one 2, 3 magic instructor. Be sure to check this out when it comes out next week. Please subscribe to First Time Mums Chat via your favourite platform so that you don't miss each week's episode when it comes out.